Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea in the region of Zebulon and Naphtali. That which had been said through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee for the Gentiles, the people who sit in darkness have seen a great light on those dwelling in the land overshadowed by death. Light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who he called Peter and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, come after me and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee and his brother, John. They were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, mending their nets. He called to them immediately. They left the boat and they and they left their father and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and curing every disease and illness among the people. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A show of hands, and it doesn't matter if it's only been once or many times or if you were successful or not, but who here has ever gone fishing? All right, a lot of you are very good. Okay, excellent, fantastic. So there's a lot of different ways to go fishing, but I think there are a few common elements of the experience. So first, you need your fishing gear, whether it's like nets like our apostles in the gospel or a fishing pole or what have you. You need gear, but not just any gear, working gear. It seems to me you spend half your time fishing, untangling your lines and trying to fix your reel, trying to figure out why it's broken and, and ducking stuff together and getting the bait right. So you, you got to have your gear working properly. So the second thing you need, though, is time. I remember the first time I went fishing with my father and grandfather, and I'd get up super early in the morning, and it's freezing cold, and you go out, you spend the whole day out in the, the, the fishing, and if you're like me, you catch zero fish. Ugh. But you need to spend the time to go out there to be where the fish are. It's not like going to Safeway and ordering a pound of salmon, and there it is. No, you you got to wait. Be patient. Sometimes the fish just aren't biting. But in addition to time, there also needs to be fish, right? 
You can have all the best gear in the world, all the time in the world, but if you're not where the fish are, you're not going to catch any fish. There's no guarantee that you ever will catch anything. In fact, you can even have professional fishermen, like in our gospel today, Peter and Andrew and James and John, they could fish all night and catch nothing. It does happen. So the last thing that you need to go fishing is you need desire and determination. Got to want to go fishing more than you want to stay home. For most of us, going fishing is a moment of relaxation, of entertainment, of fun. You catch your fish, you brag about how big it is, and you have a good time, drink some beer or something like that. It's a recreational activity. But for the fishermen in our gospel today, they don't fish, they don't eat. This is their livelihood. This is how they feed themselves. But more than that, this is how they feed their families because they are part of back of a fishing business. Zebedee, the father of James and John, is there, and he's probably the one who taught them how to fish in the first place, who gave them their first nets and helped them get started. By fishing, they're not just feeding themselves, but also their whole extended families, their whole community, really. And so today's gospel is extremely shocking. Jesus called them, and then immediately they left their boat and their father. They left their gear. They gave up their time. They're not doing this anymore. They've stopped and abandoned those people that depended upon them. Why would they do this? Why would they make this radical change in their lives? Well, it's because of Jesus' invitation. He says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The Greek word for repent in the gospel is metanoite, which literally means to think differently, to reconsider. Jesus says, reconsider your lives. And those first disciples really do. In the version that we get in the gospel of Luke, Jesus facilitates a miraculous catch of fish. And then what happens? Peter says, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. Peter repents. He sees how his life is not one that makes him worthy of the presence of such a holy man. But it is in that exact moment that Jesus doubles down on his invitation, invites Peter further in and says, come after me and I will make you fishers of men. You will be the ones who bring the world into your net, into the kingdom of heaven. Is there anything better than heaven, than eternal life with the God who loves us with an infinite love? No, there is not. Is there anything worse than choosing to spend all eternity outside of heaven, away from God's presence? No, there isn't. Is there any greater service that we can do for our, our neighbor than in, to invite them into the kingdom of God? No, there isn't. And this is why God has made all of us fishers of men. If you are a Christian, if you follow Christ, then you are a fisher of men. 
and not like I was a fisher going out fishing for fun and recreation, just so that I could feel pride and accomplishment and brag about the catch. No. To be a fisher of men is to have others depend upon us. Each fish that Peter and Andrew caught meant one more meal, one more person not going hungry. To be a fisher of men is to keep one more person from going spiritually hungry. One more person from being lost in the vast ocean of sin and the selfishness and despair. To be a fisher of men is to make an eternal difference in someone's life. So as fishers of men, what do we need? What do we do? Well, first, you got to have the right fishing equipment, okay? The right spiritual gear and keep it in good working order. And you'll spend a lot of time doing that. That's how it is. Put on the armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness. Put on your feet a readiness to go out and proclaim the gospel. Wrap truth around your waist and hold faith as a shield. Take the helmet of salvation and keep sharp the sword of the spirit. Keep all of these tools in good working order. Is perhaps your righteousness weak? Go to confession. Do you have doubts about the truth? Well, study the deep and profound teachings that Jesus has handed on to us in our, that are preserved by the church. Is your faith weak? Well, then exercise it in the spiritual gym of prayer. Is your sword of the spirit a little bit dull? Well, then sharpen it by reading the word of God. Word of God that pierces to the heart more surely than a two-edged sword. Keep your spiritual gear working. Second, to be fishers of men, we have to spend time in readiness, waiting patiently where the fish are. Let your light shine before others. Don't put it under a bushel basket that they may see your good deeds and give glory to God. Always be ready to defend your hope in Christ and to invite people to pray with you into your spiritual life. But be patient. And do not become discouraged if you fish all night and catch nothing that happens. Finally, as fishers of men, we need to desire the growth of the kingdom of heaven. Where would we all be if Peter and Andrew and James and John had just said, you know, nah, I'm good. I like fishing for fish. Fishing for men sounds weird. I'm just going to do this, okay? It sounds, sounds good to me, okay? Where would we be? Like them, we need to be determined to take that bold step of leaving behind former ways, of reconsidering our lives, and of proclaiming the kingdom of heaven. And we do this not just for ourselves, but for our whole family, that is, for the whole church. You know, faith is one of those few things that we have that we have more of it when we share it, more of it when we give it away. And St. Augustine truly said it right in his prayer when he prayed, You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. 
all of humanity is restless until we rest in God. And in our restlessness, we try all sorts of things to make us happy that don't work. Either food, or booze, or money, or power, or pleasure, or entertainment, or success, or politics, or technology, or anything else can bring us happiness. So to keep the world falling into that despair is one answer. The kingdom of heaven, the love of God and love our neighbor. Today, Jesus says to you, come after me and I will make you fishers of men.